no, 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 don't be crazy. Like, Swisher sweets are disgusting. Cloves are delicious. They taste like Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, don't, no, not a Swisher. Swisher's like the one thing I refuse to smoke under any circumstances. (laughs) And that and like hard drugs. Yeah, I would say I think there are other things. Swisher first, (laughs) then hard drugs, though. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, if someone said, hey, you have to smoke this meth or you have to smoke this Swisher, I would say, all right, hand me the meth. Yeah, let's be honest. (laughs) Guys, it has been more than a month, more than a month and a half, nearly two months since we've had an episode of the sounding board. Your two big ones. Your st- <laughs> two, two, two big what? <laughs> two, two big months. <laughs> As opposed to small months? I- yeah. Yeah, they weren't. So- they weren't February. <laughs> oh, that's a fair point. That's, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, February was not, in fact, one of the months that we missed. Thanks, Camden. Very much keeping us honest today. But it's been like two months since the last weekly episode of The Sounding Board, your weekly podcast that is sometimes about music. And is sometimes weekly. And is sometimes weekly. I'm Josh. I am (laughs) (laughs) one of your co-hosts of The Sounding Board. With me this week, as always, is Camden Taylor, one of your other co-hosts. You see, I just gave you a promotion. You have to a co-host now. Co-host? Whoa. Co-host. I thought I was. Was I like, and also, <laughs> and also Ted Hooker, associate host of the sounding board. Ah! Oh, fuck off. <laughs> God. Oh, man. It Do I have been... tenure yet? Yeah, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> uh, mm, we'll, we'll talk about that after the show. After okay. class. God. It has been a while... <laughs> Gentlemen, it has been some time, some things have happened, life swerves in unexpected ways. Camden, you're living in Juno now. Juno? I am. Juno? Juno, you're living in Juno? Yeah. Oh, God. This is going to get dark real fast. When did you move down there, man? Is it? Yesterday. Hmm? Yeah, is this dark? <laughs> oh yeah, I guess it's long yeah fuck. Do you know? Do you know has regular sort of sun patterns? <laughs> yeah. So when did you move to Juno? Uh, I moved here in like early June ish. Oh, I don't remember the day. I moved when I first moved here. I came down here for a day with my car. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I uh, came down here with my car for like one day and found a place to live and dropped all my stuff off and left again. Uh, then I came back shortly after that. So I was working in the Dirty D's a little bit. Dirty for all you uh, outsiders. <laughs> for those not in the know. Yeah. Not in the Dirty D's. Yeah, not they, in the Dirty D's, no. They don't know, but you know. <laughs> I do know. I do know. <laughs> oh man, yeah, so I'm killing it so far. You know. Yeah, we got. Oh man, between the time dot <laughs> jokes and the Juno jokes, we got yeah. so much ammo, man. Yeah. We're just gonna start some new things right now. It's gonna be great. 
Well, I'm glad to hear that you made it down there. I'm glad to hear that uh, you're you're hard at work at your new job. That it's yeah. keeping you busy, and that you're staying out of trouble. You're yeah, staying no, out of trouble, right? No, uh, no run-ins with the law yet. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so great. Yeah. I uh, I I've been having people ask me if I uh, if I break the law with any regularity, which is a little weird. Uh, Who asked not you because that? I. Uh, so, so, I met this this lady who uh, arrests people, and she asked me that. So you know, we'll we'll see if I'm a lawbreaker. I don't know yet. I don't feel like I am. Misdemeanors generally. There's, yeah. Do you break the law on a regular, regular basis? I mean, like, I might trespass. You know, I'm big on trespassing. You like break into people's homes? No, 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 no. I like walk on their lawns. Walk on their lawns. Wow, what a monster. Yeah, no. I uh, there's wanted posters. Wanted one lawn walker. Yeah. Stacking those wanted posters up. Yep, yep. So I you know, I walk on the lawn so that I can tear those wanted posters back down again. Yeah. A lot is of it? shit has gone down since the last time we recorded. Um Yeah. Ted and I both made a trip to Alaska. Uh shortly I made a trip to before Alaska. that. You're already in Alaska. You made a trip within Alaska, you know. <laughs> made an Alaska trip. Yeah, I made an Alaska um, trip. I make Alaska trips all the time. But yeah, I I'm now in a new space. Like there is a new sounding board studio. It's actually kind of well lit and quieter in theory. There's actually a parade going on on maybe like a block and a half away. So we'll see if that holds up, but you know, as long as we don't record at about 6.30 in the morning, I think we should be good. 6.30 in the morning is when the garbage trucks come through and do their mating dance with the garbage, like, the dumpsters, and, like, pick them up. And, again, at 6.30 in the morning, while I'm asleep, uh, dump them into the empty trucks and ha- are, like, outside my window for a fucking hour. And it's just, like, this horrible sound of metal grinding on metal and glass breaking for an hour. They do that every in the day? Morning. That sounds like uh, a beautiful experience. It sure seems like every day. It might only be like twice a week, but like it's often enough that I keep my my windows closed in the morning now, which sucks because it gets hot as balls here during the summer. That so, sounds great. You know. Oh, it's <laughs> Oh, it's miserable. Oh, it's miserable. Can't wait to see your new place. Well, I won't yeah. be there in the summer. Yeah, yeah, definitely uh, not coming during the summer. I hear it's hot as balls there. Yeah. I don't want that. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Seattle has uh, Seattle's been pretending that it's Southern California lately. Only Southern California without air conditioning. And it's not fun. So it's been like 100 degrees? It like sure feels that degrees? way. It's probably been like 80 degrees, but it sure feels that way. I don't... Mm, mm. Speaking of Southern California... If yes. you're going to listen to me, it's not going to work because I'm not in Southern California. <laughs> Damn it! Oh! <laughs> Speaking of California... Oh, look, there. Nice transition. <laughs> Ted, when did you, uh, you make it back down? I know you were in Alaska uh, uh, quite a bit longer than I was. Yeah, I, I was in Alaska for an entire month, like the 25th to the 25th, basically, um, which was great. I was very happy to be back there, and then I guess I came back on the 25th, as I just said. I couldn't remember until I said it, so that's nice. That worked out. Um, so I've been back for, um, oh, like three weeks now, I guess, or three or four weeks-ish. Um, okay. Yeah. It's been very Falling exciting. back in, 
falling back into the swing of things a little bit. It's it's hard when you go away for like a month, right? Like, I don't know. It's hard for me. Sort of. I if I had like a proper job and did normal day to day things while I was here, it would be hard. But since I'm just hanging out with my grandmother, it's pretty easy to just fall back into yeah, masturbating in the morning, <laughs> hang out with Grand, yeah. sneak to the bathroom, wank it. You know, <laughs> come yeah, back, yeah. To yeah. go to lunch with Gran, talk about the same thing. It's very exciting. So it's and, very and she, easy. And, and after you get back from the bathroom, she goes, oh, Ted, you look so relaxed. <laughs> no, right? it's more like, did you go for a run? Tell <laughs> 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 the sweat and the red face. It's, oh, yeah, yeah. You, you, oh, you, you really get into it, huh? Yeah, no, I, you have to get into it. It's It's like 70% mental or whatever. I think that's for women, I guess. Whatever. Yeah, yeah no, so. no, 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 no. It's less than Whatever. that. For, it's like 10%. Mm, yeah, like <laughs> at best. Checking my emails. Oh, there we go. And we're done. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, it's been super easy to fall back into things. Um, on the exciting thing, the, the more I've been active, I came back from Alaska and I've been going to the rock gym like a couple times a week. Like, around are you learning how to rock and roll? Yeah, right, exactly. I'm going to be a rock and rollist, god damn it. Learning, learning from the best. Yeah. You know, the dads all around. Yeah, um, yeah going to oh, the rock gym, Lord. trying to get that badge so I can move on. Um, leave Boulder City or whatever. Um, Pewter, Pewter City. Pewter, thank you. I was like, God, I, yeah, I got you. Don't prepared worry. for this joke. Um but so doing that most is like the only big exciting thing that I've been doing consistently. But Lita actually um, is going to be spending uh, more time here. So she drove her car down to Washington because the mechanic she bought her car from lives in Washington right now. Um, and he's they've got like this agreement to have it, the engine replaced and all that exciting stuff. Um, so she drove down to Spokane, I believe is it called... <laughs> I think so, yeah. Spokane? Spokanikan? Spokanikan? Spokanikan. Spokanikan. Yeah, so she drove there, and then I drove up to meet her, um, which was a very long... It's 15 hours from here yep. to there. Yep. And then Dear we drove God. back pretty much immediately, uh, stopped in Bend, so we could go to the Deschutes Brewery, in theory, we got there a little late, so we went to the pub, had some beer and some food, and then we spent the next hour and a half <laughs> trying. I uh, yeah, so I sent a picture when I was at the brewery to uh, Josh and Camden because all three of us talk about the shoots way more than any other people should. Or it's true, it's true, do. it's really stupid, um, and. I uh, told Camden I thought about buying him something, except that I remember that he's really bad at getting gifts. And he's told me multiple times, like, oh, I'm going to get this thing for you, but I've never seen any of those <laughs> things. So I was like, fuck oh, that no. guy. Oh, no. I'm pretty sure that he still promised me, like, two bottles of Black Butte, like, 23. No, it was 25. Maybe 24. It was 25. 25. Was it 25? All yeah, right. Well, there was were, the like, two we bottles. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, I no, he's what, so bad think, at gifts. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty, yeah. Poor gifter. <laughs> just the worst uh yeah like uh i want to say three years ago or something i bought you a record or something and you were very excited about it. I was like oh and then 
um, you told me later, you're like, yeah, I was, I was really excited, so I wanted to get you something, so I went to go buy you a bottle of scotch, and then I got to the store and got really nervous because there was just all these <laughs> options, and I didn't know what to do, so I just left. And, yep. and he yep. was like, we can grab it later. <laughs> that never came up. <laughs> um, he probably has like I don't know anything about scotch. $200 tied up yeah. in promised gifts of one kind or another. That, uh, I'm that sure it's more than that at this point. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Years upon years of build-up. Um, but yeah, so... It, we... It's okay. I, uh, I had a girlfriend once that for every birthday, Christmas, or whatever, would promise me something super cool. Like, I'll frame all of your pictures so that we can put them up on your wall. And that never materialized. Over, and, and that's like three years. Which, like... Whatever, you know, that's fine. But I, I learned. <laughs> I learned. You get a little better. <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't even get better. You just learn that, like, maybe those aren't really part of your gift for that birthday. <laughs> I won't expect that really cool thing you're saying you'll do. <laughs> yep. That's probably not going to happen. <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah, so, well, because of that, the, I totaled it up because Ben was a little out of the way. Um,. And so I drove in the three days, I think it was 36 hours or so. Oof, uh, ow. Yeah. We did a lot of fucking driving. Um, and I was driving through, yeah, that's, that's how I felt about it. Um, and I was driving through, uh, like California desert. So it was about a hundred degrees most of the places I was driving. Um, my right side is so, Just drive with your like, shirt off. Yeah, no, of course. Shirt off. <laughs> Generally, I drive with, like, pants shirt off. off and pants off. Yeah, actually, no. Shirt <laughs> off, pants off, shoes off, because otherwise it's too fucking hot. Um, and it's I true. Was, it's true. It was miserable. It was so hot. And there's no a- AC in my car, so it was fucking Holy awful. Shit. Yeah, I had the windows down the whole time, and I was just sweating up a storm. My right side is super tan, and my left side is way less tan. It's very funny. I am, I'm very fond of it. <laughs> Um, but I listened to a shit ton of music because I was driving for so long. Um, but I couldn't listen to a lot of new music because the windows were open and I was driving like. Oh, is this going to be one of the episodes where you just talk about old stuff that was on? No, so it's not only old stuff. Um, when it was, when I was driving at night, um, uh. Third Eye Blind? Yeah, it was all Third Eye Blind. (laughs) Fuck yeah. All my favorite doors down, maybe. Exactly. Yeah. Creed. Um, yeah, I, you know, Creed was in there. I had that Six Feet from the Edge song playing on repeat as well. Wait, wait, how does that one go? Hold me now. That's Six Feet from the Edge. Perfect. Yeah, okay, that one. Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. So I went through a lot of shit. Um, uh, God, I'm not gonna list all of it. I'm just gonna list my like favorite ones that I've been listening to the past few weeks over a period. If that's okay, any well, objections? Fine. Yeah, awesome. No, so uh, big one that I started listening to right before I left. Um, the new Blood Orange album, Cupid Deluxe. Um, mm, we talked about Blood Orange before, haven't we? That's yeah, not, we have briefly. That's not the name. It's, it's. I'm looking at it. Freetown Sound. Cupid Deluxe. Why the fuck? Oh shit! So I listened. Yeah, I listened to Cupid Deluxe after that, and it bumped it. You're right. Freetown sound. Ah, uh, damn. So, just a quick reminder: what kind of band is Blood Orange? It's been a long time since I've heard them. 
So in attempting to learn how to say genres correctly, they're very funky. Um, huh? Hmm? What'd you say? I just said genres. 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 Um, yeah, they're they're very funky. They're um like they upbeat kind of dancing. They bring the funk for sure. <laughs> um, dancey. Other than that, I'm not good at listing genres, so you'll have to ask Camden. Camden, go. Huh? They bring the funk. Okay, so they're, <laughs> okay, they're a perfect. funk band. Yeah, it's not really they're funk. A, they're it's kind of like it's kind of like uh, they have funky bits. It's kind of like you know contemporary R and B. Alt, alt yeah, R&B. Okay. that's right. Alt alt R and B. Alt R and B. PB R and B. PB R and B. Yeah, no hipster R and B. I gotcha. <laughs> I like that. I've never heard that before. R and B. The pitchfork crowd. Yeah, that's a perfect description. Um, yeah, it's a really excellent album. There, um, there's been uh, from the people I've talked to about it, a lot of people weren't super sold on it. They liked it, but it wasn't as grabbing as their last one. And then listening back to the last one, last one was a fantastic album, um, and it was there was a lot more uh, easy listening with that one, as far as I was concerned. But this, this most recent one, easy listening. Are you, are you my dad? <laughs> I did not. I said it, and I really hoped it like, somehow was not heard. That was so embarrassing. <laughs> God damn it. Um, but so it was, I don't know, there was a lot of just tasty jams on that um, that other album. That's more my style. There we go. Tasty, tasty jams. Tasty um, and this most recent album was excellent. The, the second song... Um, was there was a video for it and that's why i ended up listening to the album um and i was really taken by the video i thought it was pleasant and really nice um and so i thought oh you know i'll go check out because i heard their last album and i haven't really heard much about this until now um and i'm trying to figure out the name of that second song and i had it in my brain Augustine. God, I just got to it too. God damn it. <laughs> um, Augustine. It's a fantastic. Actually, <laughs> huh? I said I actually haven't listened to this in a while. No, that's right. You were yeah, you, you were supposed to, that, to. I listened to that track. That track is great, though. I've gone back to it so many times. It's really the point of this babbling. Um, <laughs> if you check out anything from their new album, Augustine, second track. Great video. The song is really good. I liked it the first time, and then it got stuck in my head, and I just fucking love it now. I think it's super great. Um, really, really lovely, and it's definitely worth um, going back and listening to. It, it feeds to that really nicely. Um, so, I spent a bunch of time with that. Um, Bad, Bad, Not Good <laughs> put out a new album. Turns out they had put out an older album that I didn't notice, uh, three so I check out three several albums. Yeah, yeah. There's all these things that I haven't <laughs> noticed. So I kind of got my bad, bad, not good in. Um, and God, they're so fucking great. I am so pleased. Um, we saw them at uh, the hill. The black thing. party. <laughs> black party. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Saw, saw them on the hill. <laughs> yeah, saw them on that which hill. Is, which is actually happening this weekend. Oh, oh. sweet. Oh, yeah. are you going? No, I'm not. Uh, you should. Why not? Such a good price. It it is a good price, but the uh, 
the lineup wasn't really doing it for me this yeah, year. Yeah, I remember looking at the lineup when I got an email that it was showing up, um, but I didn't. Nothing grabbed me, particularly. Yeah, like there are a couple of artists that would be super fun to see, mm. but uh, nothing really stood out. Like I, I don't need to see churches or crystal castles or starfucker again i would like, love to see crystal castles that'd be awesome especially yeah. since alice glass isn't part of it now they're having a whole <laughs> people that are like wow it turns out alice glass really didn't do that much for this band i uh i am missing car seat headrest but he'll play around the city like a lot i'm pretty sure because you're so in I'm seattle not... and everyone comes to seattle because he fucking lives here oh look at that yeah that makes sense dude you could have like... become buddies you talk about him enough it'd be great I, yeah, maybe I don't this, know. Uh, no. This lineup's pretty weak. Yeah, yeah. It, it just doesn't really. There, there's not a whole lot there that I was super excited about. That being that said, address, so. I probably yeah. wouldn't go to this either. <laughs> if I lived in Seattle, I might still go. There is a yeah. band. They're called Steel Shit Do Drugs, which sounds all right. That's a good band. Hey, name. After, I like yeah, that. Yeah. Good. yeah, yeah. It can't be uh, bad with that name. But yeah, there just wasn't a lot there for me this year. Um, I, I have been thinking a lot about Bumbershoot, though. I don't really like that as far as a festival goes. I think it's generally not very good. But Run the Jewels is playing this year, and I want to see them really badly. Yeah, that would be excellent. That'd be super great. Um, <clears throat> yeah, because I I would go. I would spend so much money on music. I somehow am in California, but I'm in a place in California where. The only music that happened is the closest is about two hours north, which isn't bad. Um, but most of this stuff happens in L.A., which is like six hours south. Um, so, man, I would love to spend a lot of money going to bands. <laughs> oh, that there's a great. show. Uh, there's a show later this year that is Schoolboy Q and Joey Badass. Nice. Want to see that? Want to see that? That'd be a fun one. Um, yeah. So we were talking about bad, bad, not good. I believe. Um, and I remember because we saw them on the hill, as I had said. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and they were a fucking great band to see live. They were really fun. They were everything I would have wanted from them. Um, and so, uh, three, the album was great. A lot more electronica than I was expecting. Um, not electronica. There's just a lot of electronic bloops and bleeps. And I thought it was really great. I, the thing about them that is constantly impressive to me is um, just sort of the expanse of the genre they can kind of work with so well. Like the Ghostface album they did um, was fantastic instrumentation. Um, and three was kind of another uh, expanding on that. Um, and then four I listened to because four came out recently as well. And four was awesome. It was so good. Yeah, and it had... Solid. My old, my old saxophone playing hat friend, uh, Colin Stetson, and it was a fantastic feature. Um, he showed up to do some skronking. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what he fucking did. God ah, damn it. Skronk. God damn it. <laughs> he skronked it up, too. Yeah. At first Ugh. I was like, oh nice, he's doing some, some good saxophone and maybe it'll be kind of like, um, him with Timber Tambor, where it's like, that really sexy saxophone. But nope, it was just skronking. And yeah. I was so happy. <laughs> um, and then. I hate our, that term. It's a, I'm a big fan of that term. <laughs> I hate that term. I hate it. That term is great. Can it be uh, the 
sounding more official, best term of all time. Oh, well, well should we vote on it? Ready? <laughs> yeah, should we vote on it? Is it the sounding more all, official best term of all time? Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> to classify anything as the official sounding board best anything of anything, you need a 75% majority? Uh, we'll ask Joey. Well, yeah. Well, no, it's going to be recorded live, man. I don't know. Okay, I'm going to call Joey and yeah, I'm going to put it right up to now. the speaker <laughs> and be like, hello, Joey. And he'll be like, hello, hold on, I'm helping my baby. And then he'll say a bunch of dad stuff. Hold on, I'm, I'm a matter. father. I'll be like, shut up, Joey is skunking the official word. And then this is be, more important next time, than your child. This is <laughs> yeah. way more important than a little dirt. So, <laughs> little dirt. <laughs> little dirt. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, <laughs> along with some scrunkin, we had a uh, Samuel Herring made had a fantastic feature on that album. Our buddy from Future Islands. Um, oh yes. Yeah. So this is just chock full of really great tracks. I would absolutely recommend Bad Bad Not Good Four. Um, that's my set of table. You were listening to that one too. Four what? Four bananas. <laughs> <laughs> that's the Would album. Did you say name. they're good, good, not bad? They're totally good, good, not bad. <laughs> hey! They're so good, good, not bad. I don't even understand. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they're, they're, they're good, they're good, they're not bad. <laughs> um, yeah, let's see. Quick last few shouts of things. Oh, I listen to so much stuff. Um, oh, I was, I'm going to skip the rest. We'll go to this one. I was told that I have to listen to, um, the new release from a band we covered a couple months back, um, Car Seat Headrest. I was hoping you could think of some witty name for that. I didn't. (laughs) didn't No. Thanks for all the sort of, yeah, I know, yeah, I tried. (laughs) It was embarrassing that I, whatever. Um, so Car Seat Headrest put out their new album, a little bit ago, um, called Teens of Denial, the sort of follow-up to the last album, Teens of Style. Um, and so I was told I had to listen to it because we wanted to talk about it. So I will let you carry the conversation, Josh, but I'll I'll shout in my opinions once you get the intro out of there. Yeah, so, so ah! this, is, uh, this is kind of a, a an interesting one, because I know that I'm way more into this album than most people that I've talked to about it. Uh, there are a lot of long tracks on it, um, and he dialed back the fuzz a lot. It's a it's a much cleaner sounding album, and you can you can tell uh, there's some some weird stuff going on with it. But I was just really impressed by a lot of tracks on that album. Like I thought uh, the second track, Vincent, was terrific, uh, and I really really love Cosmic Hero near the end of the album. Um, I don't know. I think. He he remains an artist that I want to keep an eye on because he remains a young artist, and I think a lot of this uh, his his writing is. I'm waiting for him to stretch beyond the bedroom. I think. Like, I'm waiting Wait, for him to. to sorry, <laughs> talking about other him than banging. To 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 broaden his his musical like subject matter a little bit because dude can write, but he's very much like he's concerned with with like. Early early twenties shit, which like yeah, you're he's early early twenties. I get it, but you know, I want him to stretch out a little bit. I really liked the album though. I uh, I liked a lot of the longer tracks in it, and I thought that some of them were like. There's a lot of stuff there that I thought was really good. 
seems I don't like know where you guys longer up. tracks were kind of a normal thing for him before the uh, that first release on Matador, the one we talked about. Before mm-hmm. Teens of Style? Yeah. Was it on Matador? I don't remember. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it seems like I didn't listen to any of his old albums, but I was looking through them, and there were a bunch of like 13, 14 minute songs. That's right. I remember talking about that. Yeah. A lot of long fucking tracks. So yeah, I, I guess I don't know. I liked <laughs> it a so lot, and I you're, thank I kinda, you're welcome for that. Yeah. I kinda, <laughs> that's I kinda, that's I kinda, really insightful. I know. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like to to hear if uh, if anything stood out to you guys from from that album. See one way or the other. Uh, I need to listen to it again. I liked <laughs> some of the songs. Uh, when I listened to it, that kind of sound wasn't really something I was like seeking out. So I'm sure. I go to another time when I want to listen to something like that. I think I'll really like. But mm-hmm. when I listened to it, I was kind of like, "Yeah, it's okay." He gave it a yeah, good, good, on. not bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good, good, not bad. <laughs> yeah, but I only listened to it once. Was it? It's a big mm-hmm. album, so definitely requires more. It is listen, like course. it's it's dense. It's really dense. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm sure I really liked uh, tunes and style, and I liked a few tracks I heard when I listened to it, so yeah. I think when I go back, I'll, I'll like it. So, I'm into it. I'm open to car seat headrest. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're you're available. I'm available. <laughs> car seat headrest yeah. were to come by, you'd be we're like, just yeah, gonna, okay, let's go for yeah, a ride. When, uh, when, you know, the stars align, we'll, yeah. We'll come back around, yeah. Come back okay. around and we'll, we'll hit it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just It's not the right time in your life. For car seat headrest. the right time in my life. <laughs> That's right. The fuck are you laughing about? Yeah. <laughs> uh. For me, like, the thing that stood out about the album, I think, for me, is that um, there's a huge chunk in the middle of it that I like all of. Like, from track 2 to track 10... Uh, I've come around on pretty much every song in there, and I didn't like it that much on my first listen. I was very much more in the teens of style mode, but the more that I, time that I spent with that album, the more I was like, this entire section, like eight tracks running, nine tracks running, I'm really impressed by. And I I appreciated that, but then I was, I've very much been in that mode, right? Like I've been going back and listening to the Mountain Goats. I've been like listening to this. I've been listening to a bunch of like, kind of emo-ish stuff uh there's a new <laughs> there's a new um uh symbols eat guitars track out that i went back Ew. and listened to uh yeah it didn't blow me I away but new, i think i need to spend the, it's new, just uh, a single so far oh well, it's good to know um before you i see you trailing away um <laughs> i wanted to say what i thought about the album before, sure because you were going away i thought it was fantastic I thought it was really? an excellent album. I was really taken by it. Like I've got, I've only listened to it once, and I really loved everything I heard. There was a couple of moments where he started losing me, but he would draw me. Wait, 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 so hold quick. on, hold on, Ted, hold on a second. Yeah. Wait, are you being serious? No, I'm being 100 percent serious. Like I thought this was a fantastic album. Oh, he you made... were so quiet. You were so yeah. quiet. I was so ready for you to tell I me know. that you thought it sucked. God damn. Was Fantastic album on opposite day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was sneaky. You had me. You had yeah, me. You were so no, quiet. I... You looked so stone faced. I was like, shit. All right. Well, he's not going to chime in while I'm like, this is great. 
Oh, I guess I, Ted's going to hate this one, too. <laughs> no, it's reasonable. I thought this was fantastic. He made Wait. all of the adjustments that I wanted from the other album. Um, I thought the production was way cleaner. Um, there was no, like, set particular sounds that I found really annoying that he did over and over again. The only... Co- There's, like, a few moments where I was just like, meh. Um, the very opening part with the girl being like, you're listening to Teens of Denial, I did not like. I thought that was... Yeah, that's, that was kind of dumb. But yeah, I loved that track. That like, at first oh, I yeah. wasn't a fan, and then, like, it, the it was a builder track. What the fuck is going on outside? I, don't hear I just anything. hear constant horns and crashes. There's Probably there's a world. derby. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. It's um, the Friday yeah, fill in the fill in the blank is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like, it just gets better. Yeah, like, is I, the thing for me. Yeah, there was I think maybe one song as a whole that I didn't like. The rest was great. I would highly recommend this album to people. Yeah, I really really liked it. I thought this was a great movement for him. So I was pleased. Oh, dude, fucking Cosmic Hero gets me every time. Like, there's just some lines in that that get me every time. Like, the line, um, if you really want to know how kind you are, take a look at why you're lying in bed alone. Yeah, that and was I'm just good. like, shit, dude. That was really excellent. Um, And he just, uh, he does a really great job of progressing on a single, like, line and building on it in a way where at first you're like, yeah, it's kind of nice, and then it has a good... Uh, reach around handy mm-hmm. that makes you really happy. Around. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And it uh, for finishes me, like, you off nicely. I've <laughs> I've realized more and more that like I have a thing for for music that is like honest about things that we don't want to talk about necessarily. And like that happens a lot with the Mountain Goats. Like that's that is what No Children is, right? That's what that song is. It's this really spiteful feeling that we've all felt, but is not really okay to feel, so we don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, in this, like uh, the the tenth track, Ballad of Costa Concordia, has this line in it that like really resonates with me, where it's like, "If only I could retain my anger." Yeah, that was great. I loved that. Yeah, like because point. you know that feeling, like you like you're hurt or whatever, and you just want to like forgive this person and move on and have things be good. But like, it feels like it would be easier if you could hold on to the angry part of that. Like, I don't know. I there's a lot of shit. God, what the <laughs> fuck is going on out there? I think yeah. there's a derby. Shit's I'm hopping pretty off. Sure. Yeah, it's going nuts. <laughs> um, but no, I'm really glad that you like that album. I. The first time I went through it, it it wasn't, like, it didn't quite click, but then every time I listened to it afterwards, like, there would be another track where I was like, oh, shit, like, there's something really good here. Yeah. Like, uh, and, and yeah, it got to the point where it was literally everything, like, I like fill in the blank, but literally everything between Vincent and the Ballad of Costa Concordia, I really love. Like, I'm really, really into. Yeah, it was, it was very good. I was a big fan. Yeah, you swerved for me, man. Jeez. <laughs> did Ted not like Teens of Style? No, I did. Um, I there was I had issues with it. Um, I mean, there. But at first, the first few listens, I didn't like it very much. There was a couple of tracks, but by the end of me listening to it once you did the podcast, I really enjoyed it a lot. Hmm. Oh my god, okay. what is going on? <laughs> is there bombs going off? <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. There's like a there's like a parade going on outside. I haven't heard anything that's like really worrying. So I assume this is all just part of the parade, but like I don't know. I'm I'm not going to go outside soon. 
<laughs> yeah, stay hang indoors. Out, <laughs> hang out inside for a while. Yeah, yeah. Let yeah. that agoraphobia kick in. It'll be yeah. Save mm. your life. <laughs> well, yeah, man. I'm really glad to hear that you liked it. Like, I've been really excited about this album for the last month, and I've been like bugging you both to listen to it because mm-hmm. I really did feel like after the first time or two I listened to it, I really felt like it was a really good direction for him to move in. And like, yeah. I'm excited to see where this kid goes. Right? Like. Yeah, I'm on because board now after this album. I'm I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, he's it's cool. I wanna I wanna see him live, and I'm sure I will because he's in this fucking city. But like, it's good. It's really really good. I'm glad that you. Yeah, I'm glad that you listened to it, and I'm glad that you liked it. I think I'll like. It. I <coughs> come back around to it. You definitely I, will. I, this I, is I, right I up think I will. The stuff like yeah, I wasn't blown away by teens of style, but the stuff I liked, I was like. Hmm. And there's, <laughs> thumbs up. There's some stuff on uh, on Teens of Denial that just musically is like head and shoulders above Teens yeah. of Style. Like, yeah, he's uh, definitely Vincent, aged nicely. Vincent, for sure, like just musically sounds so much better than just about anything on Teens of Style. And like, yeah, we talked a lot when we were talking about Teens of Style about the way that he develops an idea over the course of a song that makes his longer songs actually stay interesting. Mm. Um, which, like, the only thing... The thing that... The comparison that immediately comes into my head is uh, Swans. Um, like that, that was what clicked about me swans. about Swans for me, was, swans. like, <laughs> realizing that they had this really crazy dis- discordant sound that was based on repetition, but it was based on development of an idea. And, like... When I realized that about Swans, I started to like them a whole lot more. And he, I'm not going to go out and say that he does it as well or as intricately as Swans does, because I don't think he does. But he yeah, uses a similar I would, principle. Yeah, I would, that would, be a I would thing shoot to that fucking yeah. down. <laughs> yeah, he, what, I, what I am going to say is he uses a similar principle in his longer tracks, where he builds on an idea lyrically and musically, and it it keeps it interesting in, like in a situation where, for the most part, like, in this genre for me, longer tracks drag. Um, yeah, so, me yeah, too. I don't know. When it comes yeah. to, like, just, like, fuzzy indie rock stuff, like, longer tracks are usually, I'm kind of like, eh. <laughs> I don't know. That could be about <laughs> Like, there's the some length. bands can do it, like, like, Built to Spill does it all the time, and I love it when they do it. Um, mm-hmm. But most of the time, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> it's gonna be okay. <laughs> please shorten your track. Your track yeah. length. Please, please, yeah. please. I really want to like yeah, it. Yeah, with, with, um, with like indie rock albums, uh, like these, this kind of stuff. If it's over like fifty minutes, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, totally. Like not, response. not like after I listen to it, but when I first look at it, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right, it's gonna be one of those albums. Okay. Yeah, no, it's how many guitar solos do you play? <laughs> yep, yep. And like the thing about it for me too is some of those super long tracks, like Ballad of Cap- Costa Concordia, twelve minutes. Well, eleven minutes forty seconds. But when I think of that song in my head, it is not that long. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm really glad that you liked it, Ted. I'm excited, Camden, for when you decide to come back around to. Uh, to some indie rock and and check this shit out and and get into the the feelings, yeah. Uh, because yeah, he uh, he taps into a similar thing as the Mountain Goats for me. Just that really like desperate honesty that uh, is 
Fascinating. Really, really fascinating. I listened to some stuff. I listened to some stuff, too. Believe it or not, Josh listened to some shit, yo. He didn't have enough time to listen to some stuff. I did have enough time (laughs) to listen to some stuff. Um, So, I... Let's see what I listened to. There is... There should have been more... Oh, 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 oh! Oh. I listened to, uh, to... To Frightened Rabbit's newest album. Uh, Frightened Rabbit is, I believe, an Irish band. Their newest album was produced by a member of the National. Um, and so they, they're kind of like, it's a little bit too much the National for me, um, without actually being the National. But it's basically like Irish Morose Americana, which is kind of cool, I guess. Like, that sounds it's interesting. Yeah, it's a, the album is called Painting of a Panic Attack, which is a good album name. And uh, you might you might check it out at least the first track, which is called "Death Dream," and it's a yeah. It's, <laughs> These names, right? It, they're heavy, man. Dark. Um, I listened to. I have those strange... myself. I don't need to hear about anyone else's. Oh, <laughs> I listened to to "Strange Trails" by Lord Huron. Lord Huron. I don't know how it's actually said. Uh, indie Aaron? rock album. He- nope, definitely not, Heron. Heron. Def- definitely not Heron. I know. Definitely not Heron. I would say which, Heron, but I don't know. Which I liked a whole bunch. Um, I went back and listened to some Mountain Goats, including an album that I hadn't listened to of theirs, uh, Transcendental Youth, which was real good. Um, I'm just kind of touching on these really briefly as we go through, because we've got we've still got a lot of podcasts left, man. Quick, someone name a bad Mountain Goats album. <laughs> 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 um, I'm sure there's one. Uh, sure there's oh. gotta be one. I, I went back. <laughs> I went back and listened to uh, to Age of Odds a couple. Age of Odds. Age of Odds. Odds. Sufjan Stevens' album Jesus from 2010. Christ. Age of Also, um, uh, there's been a sounding board episode about that. There hey! has been a, a sounding board episode about that album. Uh, it was a pretty solid episode, if I remember correctly, but yeah. it's been a while, so I can't. Um, I listen to that album all the fucking time. Yeah, no, I, I listen to it at least once a month. <laughs> yeah, the, the last four tracks on that album are just a remarkable set of songs. Yes. Vesuvius, All For Myself, I Want To Be Well, Impossible Soul, That Stretch is all really good. Like, thank you, Sufjan. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Sufjan. Thank you, Subaru. Thank you, Subaru Stevens. You're so good to us. You're so good to us. Thank you for giving us the last four songs of Age of Odds and also the rest of the album. Age also, of pretty much everything else we've made has been pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, hey, yeah. hey, you want to share some of that? You got enough for the class there? Yeah, here, just let me pour it on my laptop. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> I also, so Camden has been talking real big about <laughs> the new Schoolboy Q album. Oh, I have. He has. So, so I went okay. back and I listened to the old the Schoolboy Q album. Uh, the old? One of the old? I listened to Oxymoron, okay. which was his last album before this latest one. And man, I really like that album. That album's fun. That album's fucking fun. Like... Collard, collard greens studio uh 
Hell of a Night, Break the Bank, Man of the Year. Like, there's some fun shit on that album. <laughs> there I really liked it. I was really glad to go back to it because, like, I don't know, just, like, the beat like, from Collard Greens and, like, every verse on it is, oh, I love it. Love it. Uh, it's really good. And then I took a, I took your advice and I went and listened to the Blank Face LP, his latest album. Oh, yeah. Oh, Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, and uh, you've got some feelings about this album. It sounds like. Oh yeah, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I kind of <laughs> found myself that's there. <laughs> that's the only feeling. I kind of <laughs> found myself there with you. Uh, there's a lot of shit on this album that I think is really good. Uh, yeah. I really love the opening track. The who needs a motherfucking friend. <laughs> I yeah. love that. I love that every time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's so fucking good. I no, love. I, uh, oh yeah, go I on, love. Go I love "Ride Out" the the track with Vince Staples. Love that. "Ride Out" is like banger of the year. <laughs> it's it's up there. But no, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It yeah, has I... to compete with E40 on "Dope Dealer." <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> and fucking E40 kills it on "Dope Dealer." Yeah, he's like I'll... fifty or something. I, I, I don't think I will ever not listen he's, to an E40 track. He's for a rapper. It's probably forty. Hey, yeah, hey when, when, 40. when 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 you come down here, when you guys come down here next, do you guys want to go out and find some E40s, some slurricanes? God, no, no, <laughs> definitely not. Come on, let's get some E40s and let's listen to some E40 while drinking slurricane. I'll play the okay. Wii. Again. Yeah. Yeah. We do every other time. Yeah. No, that that, that E forty versus Dolphin. Oh, it's so good. Personally, I'm a rapper, and I'm spectacular. It's <laughs> <laughs> the way he says things. E forty is so fucking yeah. funny. He's uh, he's really good on that album. So yeah, yeah like I like that shit a whole Dope lot. Dealer um, is awesome. Uh, <laughs> there. Yeah. For me, like this album. Because I I always liked Schoolboy Q. I always thought because I I really like rappers with like unique uh, weird flows and like deliveries. And he definitely has one of those. Like you can instantly tell when Schoolboy when it's Schoolboy. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's like the <laughs> yeah. only person that sounds like him. You know. Um, and I think on this album, like I've liked pretty much everything he's done, but he's never released an album that I like like loved across the board. Like I like Oxymoron too, but it's more like on Oxymoron I'll like throw on a track or two from there every once in a while. Just because mm-hmm. like, they're like like you're saying, like just there's just a bunch of fun songs on that one. And uh the one before that, Habits and Contradictions, is pretty good, but there's there's like a fair amount of stuff there that I'm not super big on. Um but this one I think he just like went above and beyond any expectations I had for him. Yeah, he like, killed it. Yeah. <laughs> like like just so, with it's... just with the instrumentation of the album, like it's so um it's dark. Like I think he kinda took a hint from not in like the style of music Hendrix doing, but in like how much detail he put into the sound of an album. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he yeah, there's like a lot going on instrumentally throughout this whole album. Yeah, it's just like it's it's way different though, yeah. It's like really dark and murky sounding for most of it. Um, yeah, and and there are there are parts of it um, that honestly, like the comparison you draw, like remind me of the sort of claustrophobic feeling 
at like the heart of Good Kid, Mad City, right? Yeah. At, on, on like I think there are elements of Ride Out that remind me of the production from Mad City. Yeah. Which is like one of my favorite my favorite rap tracks ever from a production standpoint because it's so claustrophobic and panicked, right? Like, and I love that. And like, there are elements of that there and I hear that and I'm just like, yes. All right. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Yeah. I think, I think the way this album, like, and the, the way this album sounds is just like totally up my alley for uh, like production style. I don't this know. It's definitely like, something you would fucking love. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. when I first started listening, I was like, okay, like after, after <laughs> torch, after, cause when I, First turned it on, I was like, I'm excited to hear this. You know, I didn't I didn't listen to any of the singles beforehand. Um so I hadn't heard I think the ones that came out were that part and Groovy Tony. And I hadn't heard them. So I started it, I listened to Torch, and I was like, Okay, fuck yeah. This is gonna be this <laughs> yeah. is gonna be this is yeah. gonna be really good. <laughs> it uh And then it just it, uh and it, like I was kinda worried at first, I was like, Oh geez, it's like fucking an hour and 12 minutes long. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, got some uh, length. Like, yeah. it's going to go some places. And most, most hip-hop albums that are that long have their fair amount of filler. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Um, or most albums that are that long in general. Uh, but yeah, like, I love pretty much everything. So, I was there really were, impressed. There were a couple that I was not huge on. Yeah. Um, uh, that part, I was like, mm. like, I don't know, man. If you're gonna feature Kanye, have him make your beat. Oh, I love kind of. I think if you're yeah. gonna feature Kanye, don't have him be fucking lazy with his verse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Kanye yeah, most of this away, album Kanye can me, get away with low effort on features. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. There, there's this, dude. There's a remix of that song. Verses from the rest of Black Hippie on it. Oh man, and I need to go track is... that down. Way better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. Mm. Okay. If you, if you don't want to hear Kanye going, okay, okay, and instead hear like <laughs> great Kendrick and J Rock verses over it. That's that sounds like exactly yeah. what I want to hear. Actually, oh. sounds way better. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, right out. Vince Staples killed it, killing it. Anderson Pox feature, awesome. He's on, he's on like two parts. He's on the intro and blank face track. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jada Kiss on Groovy Tony was awesome. Uh, E Forty, of course. Um, the dog, they had the dog pound coming. Big Body was the one that was like an old yep. school West Coast style song. <laughs> big was, Body, Big Ben, Big Body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yep. that was awesome. <laughs> um, I don't know. I like. I like. Yeah, I like pretty much everything on this album. I'm not big on overtime. But I don't think it fits in with the album. It's kind of like, like it that. I feel like up, man. that could have that could have been on like oxymoron or something. I feel like. Um, I want to think right now. Yeah, though I, that's the thing. It's really yeah, important. You need to know. I yeah, fuck right now. I don't know. The album's, <laughs> the, album's, the album's not about wanting to fuck right now. <laughs> That one's all dark and shit. <laughs> just about, like, violence. <laughs> Despair. <laughs> so, I don't know. I thought uh, I thought that could have been left off. And been, like, a yep. separate separate single or something. 
I would have I would have been into it if that were just a single that were released. I yeah. I that that song kind of cracks me up, but like also that's not what that album is really going for. Yeah. Yeah, and it doesn't have a lot of parts like because Schoolboy Q definitely has a lot of stuff where he's kind of being goofy and funny, and uh, there wasn't really much of that on here. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> I, I hadn't really thought about that. that this yeah. is way more serious for Schoolboy because yeah. he's a fucking oddball. Yeah. But I don't know. I think, like I said, I think it went pretty much above and beyond of anything I expected from him. I thought the instrumentals on this were more interesting than anything else I've heard him do. Uh, I thought his, like, his range of delivery styles and, like, the way he's rapping on the album was awesome. It was, like, pretty unpredictable throughout, I felt like. And he did all kinds of interesting, memorable things with his voice, I thought. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I love it. I've been listening to it, like, every day. Yeah. I was, I was not expecting to like it, like, like it this much. Yeah, it's cool. It's really fucking cool. Um, And it's not... It's weird because, like, pretty much all of the Black Hippie albums are coming out, and for the most part, they're actually pretty awesome, right? Like, I really like J-Rock's album, 90059. Yeah, that Um, one was, like... I thought that was really underrated. Yeah. That didn't get a lot of attention. That was a great album. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And the thing is, like... It's kind of seeming like a lot of them are going for that sort of sound. Um, I wasn't too big on Absol's album. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sold on Absol yet. He mm. he'll be on some stuff. Like he has some tracks where I'm like, that was awesome. And then he'll then like some of his features and stuff. I'll hear and I'll be like, that was fucking terrible. <laughs> what, <laughs> what are you doing, <laughs> Absol? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm not. He's the only one I'm not like sold on. Like everyone else, I'm like. Totally on board. I don't know mm-hmm. about Absol. I don't know about that Absol. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, it's been like two months, man. It has. What else did? What else have you liked? What Ooh. else have you listened to and enjoyed? Oh, that's the only thing I've listened to for the last two months. Okay, um, great, great, great. Don't yeah. need anything uh, else. Let's move on. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm kidding. I've listened to other stuff. I've actually been listening to a lot more. I've actually been getting back into listening to new music again, which I had kind of gotten out of. Uh, it's a lot of work to keep track of what's coming out, you know? And there's a lot of old stuff I want to listen to that I haven't heard before, like we'll discuss when we talk about the album of the week, which we didn't announce at the beginning of the show, by the way. Oh, shit. Oh, I gotta... <laughs> well, I didn't, I didn't build out my notes. Okay. <laughs> I didn't build out my notes. It's the Hope 6 Demolition oh, Project. Okay. Uh... If I had written out my notes, I would have said it. Fuck. Right. It's by PJ Harvey. Yeah. Thank but you. Having that, having <laughs> PJ Harvey as our like our artist for this week made me be like, there are these albums that she's done that are considered classics that I, it's done that I haven't heard them, so I need to hear. So stuff like that. But uh, new ones I've heard. Uh, we kind of mentioned these guys earlier, but Swans. Swans. Swans have a new album. Did their uh, album come out? Yeah, I told you guys about oh, it. Oh, you did not tell me about that. <laughs> I totally told both of you guys about it. There, I don't know that I, I heard about it. Would have I definitely sent it in a group been excited text. about that. I said the new Swans album came out, and this is going to be another year of how does anything beat the Swans album for Camden? 
Nope, I did not get that text. <laughs> I totally but didn't. Anyways. Okay, uh, I, I might have heard about that. <laughs> being as swans are uh, fond of releasing albums that are two hours long. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I've only listened to it like three times <laughs> since it came out. Um, but it is great. Like, I was, it was everything I wanted from it. It's, it's, uh, I had originally thought it was going to be, like, he had said something about this being their last album, but it turns out it's not, like, the last album. It's just, like, the last album with this band lineup. So, uh, okay. I think they're kind of thinking of The Seer and To Be Kind, and this album is sort of a, like, stylistic trilogy, that which makes sense. sense. Like, they're similar albums and how they're, you know, put together. They're all, like, pretty much exactly the same length. Uh, and they have these just like monstrous tracks and um, like the lineup is awesome like I don't know I'll be bummed if they get rid of Thor for sure yeah he's the percussionist so he does like all the fucking like when we went and saw Swans Thor came out and like played on a gong for like 15 minutes yeah shirtless yeah Gigantic, super buff, like great, yeah. Scandinavian man with a massive beard and like ripped as fuck. Yeah, Thor is great. I like it. Um, <laughs> that. Would be a loss. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he'll this, have other things. Yeah this this trilogy of albums is something I'm really fond of, as I'm sure you guys know. I talk about them all the time. Yeah, uh, I think it's a really rare thing for a band that's been around for so long to come back and you know after like 30 years of releasing music and at this point in their career like make something that sounds so vital and like still new for them and I think like this series of albums is like one of the best things in their entire discography easily Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. yeah and it's so this this one kind of continues with the theme like the sounds and themes of uh the last two it's not as uh it's not as heavy as to be kind because to be kind had some points that are just like pummeling and Mm -hmm. they, they can get they can get to that point too it has it has parts like that but it's much more uh it's much more kind of like spaced out and um like even like Approaching like ambient at some points, not not really? too often, but it's uh yeah, it's kind of like post rocky at some points. Like the first uh, the first track is really there's a lot of like not like a uh, stereotypical post rock tremolo guitars, but there's lots of you know tremoloy style things, and then with um just like really interesting percussion over it, and just kind of like chant style or chant style vocals that uh Michael Jira does all the time. Um, but it's like, I don't know. It's, so it's, it's kind of a a little more reserved than the last two, but everything I like about the last two albums is still there. Like, first of all, with like all these albums, all these albums are recorded so well that it's just like a fucking joy to listen to them because you can hear Mm -hmm. everything so crisply. And since there's so much instrumentation going on, that's, a really great quality from that and it just yeah. yeah there's just so much to get lost in and you know mm. of course this one is like there are huge long tracks like 
each like each of the first three tracks is over twelve minutes long. You know, <laughs> that sounds right. Yep, yep yeah. that sounds like them. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, so it uh, it kind of brings back a few of the sort of like dark folk pieces from like the Seer too. Oh, nice! That sort of dark mm-hmm. western feeling. Yeah, so there's a lot of ones that are on there like that. So it's it it kind of it kind of seems like you know after to be kind, which is kind of this big like kind of towering slab of noise that is just kind of like a, a little bit of a come down and it's kind of like things settling out and uh, well there's still like a lot of tense moments and um, darkness on the album like I don't know it's kind of interesting with them because everyone always classifies them as super dark but if you like listen to Michael Jira talk about his music he's like he basically just wants it to be inspiring and hmm. He he has like very, I don't know, sort of positive feelings about the kind of like the kind of feelings he wants to evoke in his music. Um, really interesting. Yeah, or at least or at least with the recent stuff. Um, but it's it's not always like that. But uh, especially with like instrumental sections, I think that's that's what they try to do. Because there's there's definitely dark shit on this album. There's like stuff about uh, I don't know. There's all kinds of like bleak stuff, especially in the lyrics. Um, but man, this shit is awesome. Uh, and they finished out that trilogy really, really well. Uh, I'm pretty impressed with it. I'm excited to hear it. If you're into that, like Josh was saying, that building up ideas over a long period of time and repetition, they do a lot of that shit on here. And it's, it's maybe, I don't think it's as immediate as the last two. Not that they're like super immediate, but uh, especially like compared to, it's not as like action packed as To Be Kind, and not as there's not as many like shorter tracks as there were on the Seer. You can kind of get into like the shorter mm-hmm. tracks. Um, yeah, it's definitely worth listening to. Especially, I mean, if you lo- I think if you love the last two albums, I don't see. I, I could see the only downside being that like sometimes it might seem like they're kind of treading the same ground they have last two but i think that's you know why they're moving on to do something else uh, mm-hmm. yeah and yeah i just think i think they nailed it again like, i love it uh yeah highly recommend glowing man i don't even know what this is. glowing man you didn't by, swan, <laughs> by swans excellent, excellent um yeah i also listened to i probably won't say that many more just move, move the fuck on uh, <laughs> As it turns I, out, when we I, don't I, fucking talk about music for two months, we've yeah. got some feelings that to express. Like yeah. too much Oops. build up. <laughs> Oops. Another one I listened to that was really good. Uh, this is an album that's been talked about for a long time. You guys, are you guys familiar with the Avalanches? Uh, you told me about them. Yeah. Okay. Right. So they have an album that came out in 2000. It's their only album. It's called Since I Left You. And it's kind of like a classic of like sample based music. Um, like people put it up there with like uh, introducing from DJ Shadow and stuff like that. Uh, it's it's one of those albums where there's like an insane. It's like entirely composed of samples, right? And there's like an insane amount over the course of the album, and it's just kind of like this hour long uh, like party album where 
all these interesting sounds are thrown together, and it's really cool. It's like great album. It's one of those ones everyone should hear. Uh, yeah, since I left you from the Avalanches, but they never followed it up with anything, and they're one of those bands that kind of like did this thing that kind of became like an instant classic, and then um, spent forever like kind of figuring out what they were going to do next. So their second album just came out uh, like a month ago, after 16 years. <laughs> um, oh wow! It's called, yeah. yeah, and it's called <laughs> shit. Yeah, so it's called Wildflower. And it's really good. I think I think both of you guys would like it a lot. So it's it's definitely different than what they were doing before. You know, it's not entirely sample based, but they still have like that same sort of instrumental style. But there's a lot more live instrumentation worked in, and there's a lot of features on it. Um, in a lot of the ways, it's really it's pretty similar to like how like Gorillaz throws an album together. Like mm-hmm. you have sort of like this like revolving door of like people showing up. You know and doing interesting things with, you know, kind of like one band behind it, making all the, uh, you know, making the base of it. But it's, it's yeah, it's really good. Uh, I've only listened to it a couple times. It's got uh, great features from Danny Brown. He shows up like three times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a track with Danny Brown and MF Doom on the same track. I don't know if that's oh. happened before, but it's mm. so excited about that it's one. A wonder- mm. It's a wonderful combination tell you that um yeah it's really cool there's kind of like a lot of uh it's got a lot of influence from like 60s psychedelia in it um and hip-hop which is sort of an interesting combination speaking of uh of sample-based hip-hop because it i feel like we've gone really far away from that and we're, we're out of the era of break beats and and djs and spinning which is kind of a shame and I, yeah, I totally. This that's like re- that's like when uh like on this album when you hear like because a lot of the rappers they feature on here are like old school guys like mm-hmm. I think I think like Biz Marquis is on here or something. <laughs> and then like uh one of the guys from Camp Low is on there um but when you it's not super weird with like Danny Brown because he's a weird guy but sometimes when you hear like the more um like the more modern rappers featuring on stuff it sounds like stuff you wouldn't expect them to be on because it's you know, yeah, like it sounds like more old school, and that that is something that has been kind of moved away. From something and and every from. now and then we're still getting something like that. And I heard a track yeah. last night. Did you guys hear uh, the DJ Shadow featuring Run the Jewels track? No. no. It's called Nobody Speak, and it's pretty fucking good. Oh. It's really simple. It's a very simple production. It's uh, it, check it out. It's it's worth cool. like the three minutes or whatever it is. Uh, Nobody Speak. So you'll dig it. I think. Sweet. But anyways, yeah, the Avalanche's Wildflower. I'm pretty into it. Uh, you should check it out. Uh, yeah, and if you haven't heard Since I Left You, definitely go hear that. That's that's one of those albums everyone should know about. Yeah, kind of like an album to know. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there was a bunch of other stuff I listened to, but I'll just maybe save it for next week if I don't listen to anything new between then and now. <laughs> All right. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. So that brings us to our album of the week. Ted, oh, there. you you chose this one. You chose you chose the Hope Six Demolition Project by PJ Harvey. I did. Um so yeah, I I've been floating around with the idea of choosing PJ Harvey for a while. She's a super well known and influential artist. Um she's one of those even if you haven't heard of her 
or even if you haven't heard her music, you've heard of her in some sort of context if you listen to music actively. Um, I think I first heard about her in like 2007, but that was only that late because I didn't really start listening to music till later in life. Um, but so she's this really uh, impressive and uh, important, I guess, is a word I can safely use with her. Um, English artist, mostly dealing with indie rock, um, kind of punky blues rock. You've got, um, I don't know, sort of very dark aesthetics to her. She dated Nick Cave for a while, so they worked oh, on some Jesus. projects together. Yeah, <laughs> oh, wow. Which makes so much ah. sense, because yeah. their music is so what a fucking morose similar. bastard. I know, God. Um, so yeah, I her name... Yeah, Nick Cave is so good. Um, so, Polly Jean... Um, God, I forgot her last name. Harvey. That's Harvey. What it is. Like, Harvey. God, the one. that's the normal one. The one that's actually listed. Yeah, Polly Jean Harvey. Um, important notes about her, I would say. So she's a member of the most excellent order of the British Empire, um, which is a huge honor. That's essentially like being knighted. Um, for her. Yeah. What is that? Um, it's a big deal. It's so it's. She got it because have you not? It's no. an MBE. Um, so wait, is, is that of... the one where you actually get actively knighted, or where they just send you a letter? I think, if I understand correctly, you also get you get kind of knighted. I think it's more than just a letter because it's a really big thing. Okay. Um. So there's apparently five classes of appointment. There's member, officer, commander, knight commander, or dame commander, or king grand cross, or dame grand cross. Which all sounds kind of fake to me. That's just, <laughs> you know, me playing video games mostly, I think. Um, either way, it's a really big deal, um, being recognized by the crown as such an influential artist is, you know, exciting. It's like, um, the various there's a there's a number of artists that have been knighted so like sir ian mcclellan um as an actor uh various fucking other people um so it's a big deal it's important um and so you know it shows it's one of the ways that shows sort of her influence as an artist um she is the only person that has ever received two Mercury Prizes. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, that's nuts. Um, So she got them for her 2001 album, Stories from the City, Stories from the Sea, and then her 2011 album, Let England Shake. Um, You know, she's been putting out music for a long-ass time. Um, She plays a lot of instruments. Um, Often she'll play a large portion of the instruments on her um, album, but a lot of her instrument um, playing is just kind of strung across the different bands she's been in over the years. Um, her main album these days flow between Auto Harp and the Gortar. The Gortar. The Gortar? That yeah. sounds metal the, as shit, dude. Gortar. The Gortar. <laughs> um... Yeah, so she's a really cool artist. She, one of the other, there's so many big things about her, um, but one of my favorite things that I've learned about her, because I really did not know much about her before um, I picked this album. I, I picked it to 
finally, just as Camden said, she's, you know, got these absolute classic albums. Um, the ones that I listened to were, on his suggestion, I listened to the, uh, her Dr. Butt as his, <laughs> he, he sent me debut, but his, uh, screen's broken. So he's like, you have to listen to our album, Dr. Butt. <laughs> well, yeah. So, I laughed so hard. It's dry, but yeah. he was, or he was trying to say, like, listen to her debut album. But man, I listened to the shit out of her Dr. Bud album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, dry was super crunchy. It was so good. What a wonderful, like, intro into the music world as, as her sort of solo project. Um, it reminded me a lot of, a lot of music of that era, but it reminded me a whole lot of, um, uh, early Modest Mouse, you know, I don't yeah. know quite the time release because Dry came out in 92? When did yeah. that come out? Yeah, so that's earlier. Um, but it was awesome. Yeah. So happy he suggested that. few albums are like really fucking raw and like crunchy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I tons of energy on them. Um, yeah, so much energy. Yeah. It's cool when you uh, I saw and, stuff where she was talking about mm-hmm. making making Dry and she was like you know, she basically felt like this was her, like, only shot to make an album. So that's what, there's just, like, tons of, uh, oh, okay. like, importance put on it. Like, that's why, and it does, like, it pays off. Like, it's a, like, it's an intense sounding album. Like, yeah, there's, there's a lot of feeling in that one. So much feeling. <laughs> yeah. That's a great way to put that. Um, so, Dry is excellent. I listened to Rid of Me, one of her... Um, most talked about albums as yeah. far as I've found. Um, Let England Shake. I listened to a little bit of Stories from the City, Stories of the Sea, and then I ran out of time, mostly, yeah. is what happened. Cause I, was like, oh. I know. Um, That's which is pretty much what I got to. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't listen to anything I, from Stories from the City. That's I was going to go to that one because that was one of the Mercury Prize winners, too. That's a, yeah, that's why I yeah. chose it. Because um, Mercury Prize is a pretty... It's not like the Grammy of the... It's uh, kind of Theoretically, like the Grammy of the U.S., but it's actually good, as far as I can tell. <laughs> um, Cold, man. Man, the Grammys are garbage. <laughs> Never going to be over that. Um, yeah, so, all of this, uh, she's got a really good, hefty, well-loved uh, discography. Um, between each of the albums, it, she looks at them as artwork. Um, when she's making an album, she's really building an atmosphere like in her head before she actually records it she pictures like the place she's in the way things taste etc um which is a really i think it pays well for her she always her albums always have a good feeling of what they are Um, and they're they all they all try to be really distinct she doesn't like repeating herself musically no she she and she's been quoted saying that a number of times. How she doesn't want to repeat herself. She thinks that's or finds that um, isn't worth the time. It's not like an artistic endeavor to do that. Um, wow! Sorry, my cat was attacking something. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, she, along with not wanting to repeat herself, she also builds an image sort of around each album. If you look at pictures of her from each time period. She has a distinct outfit she wears. It's very David Bowie. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he'll yeah. have a character built around that album. 
Um, so she's got some where she's looking very like clean stories from the city, stories from the sea are all kind of nice city looking white girl thing. Um, but then she's got like rid of me. She's usually pretty grungy, dirty, um, which is awesome. I, I love like when, when an artist will have a sort of character associated with an album alone. I mean, it would be great to see that character on stage when the album is touring so i think that'd be mm-hmm. such a cool thing mm-hmm. um it would help you remember it which would be great because like oh i i know it was this one because of blah 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 um i think that'd be super cool um did you i didn't listen mm-hmm. to this album but did you see like her uh image she had around the white chalk album where she's no um, i didn't she's wearing like these really cool like victorian dresses and stuff and like <laughs> just they're like white dresses and she's just is like sitting playing like auto harps and stuff. I accidentally like just super, googled white chalk super, and got a bunch of pictures of chalk. Yeah, that wasn't what I wanted. <laughs> yeah, she had a really interesting image for that one, and I think I think that was uh, I think on that album it was like it was supposed to be like there were no guitars or something. It was all like piano or like uh, mm-hmm. art based. I remember uh, reading her talking uh, or sort of announcing the release of that album, being like, "Hey, heads up." It, it's all piano. That's yeah. what this is. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a very different album, um, which is great. I think I think she's respected for um, the movements she makes as an artist and what she strives for, and that's really excellent all around. Um, yeah, so we listened to her most recent work. I chose it because it had just come out. Um, I remember it had some interesting re- reviews and a, a the recording process was fun because they basically built a studio um, in London. I believe it was London. Um, but they, uh, John Parrish, Flood, and her, and then the other people that worked on it. Um, but those are the John Parrish, Flood is her producer. Um, and then her are like the main figureheads on almost all of her albums. But this one, um, they. He's, she's been working with John Parrish forever. before she was a solo project. Yeah. Yeah. And they were. They were together on what was that band called? Automatic uh, Delami, Delamini, I think. That I don't say it. sounds yeah. Oh, Delamini or whatever. Automatic Delami. <laughs> I I hope you have to be really annoying when you say it. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's been quoted uh, to refer. Um, uh, yeah refer to them as musical soulmates so they must really like making music together because they've done a lot of it um but so the three of them basically decided that they wanted to have the recording process and the 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 building of the album uh viewable because that's becoming a thing um people will live stream their album the final recording of their album i remember um uh eight and eight did it which is a small band a small like power group comprised of uh neil gaiman his wife whose name i can't remember amanda palmer thank you amanda palmer um a guitarist from okay go and ben folds it was like a weird group of people um but they were one of the first people i ever saw that live streamed it and it's becoming like a big thing um but so what they did was they had a big ass one-way mirror um and their studio and the other side was just like glass essentially so people could wander by and just watch them record 
Um, oh, that's cool. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, it was yeah. super cool. Um, and I remembered reading that article and being excited about that process, and I was really curious as to sort of what that process would build as an album and how it would influence it. Um, and so I picked the Hope 6 Demolition Project. Um, so I'm going to stop babbling for a second, and I want to hear your thoughts, and then I'll share mine, and then we can dive into it properly. Oh, yeah. There's a okay. bunch of... There's a bunch more about the background of the album. Like, it had a lot of oh, totally. concept yeah, yeah. behind it. Yeah, because there was, like, um, there was, like, a book of poetry that she wrote that came out that was supposed to go along with this album. Um, it had to do with a bunch of travels she made to various places where they were, like, filming. Yeah, she a, to... Like, they're, like, filming, like, a documentary that I think is in the works, which is supposed to be, like, a companion to this, too. Mm-hmm. So it was like Kosovo, Afghanistan, and Washington D.C. were the big yeah. three that they talk about. Yeah. So. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, Washington D.C. rough place. Well, yeah. I know. Kosovo just kidding. And Afghanistan. But I was kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, and that's I should have brought that up because that's a big part of this. This album. That's a big part of like the themes me. of this album. Uh, this album has a huge voice. It is very oh. clear what it is talking about. Mm. Um, which has a large impact on people's feelings about this album. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's one of those things, like, uh, any album that, you know, takes sort of, uh, like, focusing on social issues or, like, activism as it's as a big focal point, it's kind of, like, you can't really separate that from mm. what the album is, you know, musically. Well, so, so, quite do it subtly. so for huh? people who don't know, um, the Hope Six Demolition Project is a reference to the Hope Six projects in the U.S., which are where they're like demolishing old, rundown public housing in high crime areas to, in theory, make room for better housing. But like part of that is that the people who used to live there can't afford to live there anymore. Right. So like there's this weird kind of undercurrent of social cleansing to it. Yeah. Yeah. So like Yeah, it's, it's like the argument is it leads to gentrification. Yeah. yeah. Right. Because exactly. they're making nicer houses, but the mm-hmm. communities that were there before can't be there anymore. So yeah. people with more money move in and these these communities are destroyed by yeah, the Hope Six project. Um, so that's that's what the actual title of the album is a reference to. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's a it's a charged it's a charged thing for sure. Um, and it's not so it's, writing it, off the. Sorry. Go for it. Mm-hmm. No, no, you go. You no. no. Oh, I was gonna say. <laughs> I was gonna say it's not it's not like all about that. Like that's definitely one of the. Um, it seems to be a lot about, like, disenfranchised people in, yeah. like, different situations. Yeah. Like, that's what focus on, because there's, like, you know, there's stuff about, I think there's ones that focus more on when she, like, kind of things she saw when she was in Kosovo or Afghanistan. Like, yeah. the last, like, the last track, Dollar Dollar. Um, Definitely. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so it's kind of, yeah, it's definitely a politically charged album, and she got some flack for some of the stuff on here. Oh yeah. Uh, so before yeah. we dive, before oh, we dive yeah, into sorry. the flag too much, how did? No, no, it's okay. I totally want to, but I want to mm-hmm. talk more about. So, what did you think of the album itself first? Oh, okay. Um, 
I thought it was pretty good. I wasn't, like, blown away by it. There's stuff on here I really like. Uh, yeah, I think there are a few tracks that are really, really great. Like, uh, the first three tracks, for sure, I love. I yeah. Like, I yeah, like with you. Beauty of Hope. Ministry of Defense, I think, is awesome. Uh, <laughs> and A Line in the Sand, I like. Uh, towards, like, in the middle chunk of this album, I also like the last three tracks a lot. So, this is a good, like, it's a good start and a good end for me. Mm-hmm. So, the middle, that... for me, is a little is a little mixed. There's, not, there's stuff on here I'm not super big on. Uh, I, I would say that, like... I noticed some interesting things in the middle of the album, um, yeah. but I'm not sure that I was really super taken with it. Yeah. Like uh, River Anacostia, yeah, uses a, uses a something that is if it's not a sample of Wade in the Water is like very closely based off of it, um, yeah. and that's an old blues track, and that kind of happens throughout the album a little bit. There are just points where she pulls in samples or re. Uh, redone versions of older blues tracks um i thought so this might have just been me um but for some reason uh near the memorials to vietnam and lincoln Mm -hmm. the intro to that song and the chorus reminded me a lot of the new pornographers specifically of twin cinema Um, yeah totally and and like that kind of caught me by surprise um because I, I like that album a whole bunch. And, like, there was just, like, the... As soon as Near the Memorials to Vietnam and Lincoln starts up, which is this really heavy track name, like, fuck. And then I'm like, wait, what's Neko Case doing here? Yeah, the, yeah, the sort of refrain on that track is... Um, yeah, it does sound a little bit like New Pornographers. And then it, in, like, the verses and stuff, it's kind of dark, and there's, like, those bells yeah. and stuff, and it's... Like, yeah, so I thought, of, yeah, I don't know. That was an, I that thought was an that track, track was, yeah, was was cool. I was I was into that, and like it caught me by surprise. Uh, in yeah. fact, I I would say there are a lot of things on this album that kind of caught me by surprise. Um, and like sometimes it worked really well. Like I really liked those blues samples. Sometimes it was a little less so. Uh, I like there's some stuff. Um, I don't remember too much about the Orange Monkey, for instance, or Chain of Keys. Yeah, um, there, but, a few of those in the middle to me felt like not really fully formed. Yeah, like, like stuff yeah, like that's... the Orange Monkey. Like I, I like parts of it. Like I like I like some of the instrumental and I like, um, like the hook on it. But it's just it just kind of like starts and then kind of like fades away and then it's gone. It's like yeah, yeah. it doesn't really solidify into anything. Formed. That's pretty much how I felt for the middle from about Chain of Keys. Yeah. Uh, to um, medicinals, that whole chunk felt unfinished yeah. to me yeah. all around. Yeah, I would I would agree with that, uh, with the exception of I thought uh, near to the memorials was really interesting. Yeah, I'm um, curious about the new pornographers thing. I'll have to go back and compare. Yeah, go fun. go listen to like the first track of Twin Cinema and then listen to that song. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I'm misremembering, but like in my head, there's a really close there's relation between those two things. Yeah. yeah, definitely. That sounds like fun. Um, um, Community of Hope, I thought was really, really good. Yeah, I like and that Ministry of Defense. Um, yeah, I like especially the end of Community of Hope. I think is really excellent. Um, and the, uh, my issue with it 
I think it's the best track on the album. I like it the most. Um, Which one? I like Community of Hope. Oh. I like it the most. Um, I think it, it does what I want the rest of the album to do. Um, or what I... I feel like the rest of the album le- like hints back to that track too much, especially in the middle part. And this is, I think, my issue with the middle part, is I all wanted them to do kind of what Community of Hope did. I felt like they kind of lead to that and then just do something else that doesn't quite fit. Um, but And I don't know like why specifically I was feeling that way. Um, but that's just something that kept coming up, an issue I had with the album generally. That's interesting. That's really interesting because um, I guess I could I could see that for parts of it, but like at the same time, I don't want them all to do the same thing as the first. Yeah, track, and I right? generally don't want that either. Which is that's why it's strange to me that I kept thinking that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think part of it was I was mostly bored with the middle five. Yeah, mm. I yeah. think I think there's a lot in here where it's like she it, she's definitely trying to do different things with each track. You know, stylistically, mm-hmm. and a lot of times, yeah, so, sometimes that's uh, can come together really well. But yeah, I think due to some like missteps in the middle and stuff, like it doesn't really it doesn't really come together as like a cohesive project. No, in it my doesn't. opinion, which is uh, ironic given the name. Like it does um, in like the themes yeah. of like the songs and yeah, the time. like it totally is in that way. But um, yeah, I think an album it's needs kinda more than that. All over the place. Uh, yeah. Which is not a bad thing, but it um, no. Sometimes it makes it, 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 makes it really harder well. for me to think of it as like a full album, especially when it kind of drags in the middle. Did uh, uh yeah, did either totally. of you guys watch the music video for any of these tracks? Because I didn't. No, um, no, I didn't either. Same. But I feel like um, I should have for uh, Community of Hope at least. Yeah, yeah, it might be definitely worth checking out. So I'll have to do that when we're done. How reckless yeah. of me. <laughs> music, yeah, music videos um, would be something I imagine with a project like this. Um, that would be a tool they would really use actively. Much like if they're making a documentary that they put out, um, if that gets finished, um, that would be a great sort of addition um, to add to this. Um, but, you know, so we were mentioning um, that the reviews and the, the public sort of opinion of this album were a bit spiked uh, due to the nature of uh, sort of, uh, what is it, um, sort of journalism sort of bringing up... The subject matter, the, yeah. The subject matter in yeah. general. Because people generally kind of hate when um, a well-known musician or artist or anybody um, that isn't an expert brings up issues in the world. Um, you see it with you too. People have a sort of loathing for bono because of him always talking about africa and aids and they find it very um off-putting hard off-putting and yeah it's exactly what it is um or if an actor comes up and talks about um issues in the world or talks about their political opinions and it's like this weird thing that i and i was totally um i i do that still and i like with this album there's points where i'm kind of like okay i get it yeah. Being very clear with what you're saying um and it's it's an odd thing because i'm torn because part of me doesn't like it finds it stupid and excessive um but i think i mean it's totally a good thing i think they have a right to do that i think 
And they it's, have a platform, right? Like exactly. If you have if you have all the people's ears and you have strong opinions about things, you'll definitely do something like this. Like there's no question. And this album will probably do some good in the world. Like people now know about the Hope Six Demolition Project. It's a big thing. Um, so it. And it's know, not the I'm, first time she's like made a politically charged project. Like let England no. shake is too. Really, yeah, deals yeah. a lot more with like history than mm-hmm. something that's currently happening. You know? Yeah, because Let England Shake <laughs> was a World War One based. Uh, yeah, she, and so everyone she's been... loved that. Yeah, it's, it's the same <laughs> like, thing. Yeah. Um, it's pretty much the and so one of the big differences from the reviews I was reading, people felt that she was looking historically and and portraying what happened through history, while this one. Um, which, you know, she's portraying what she read. She's talking about the different people she essentially um, heard the stories from. And with this one, uh, in Washington specifically, um, is when people are complaining because it's at home. Um, she was driven around by a, a journalist, I think, uh, someone who works for one of the newspapers. Um, and he was... A lot of the lyrics in the songs were, or in Community of Hope were direct quotes from this person. Um, and so, and they feel that that's just kind of her, like, lazily throwing around things other people said, um, and not actually discussing the subject or having an opinion on it, which is weird, because it's... Reflecting on it, yeah. Yeah, but it's the exact same sort of level as Let England Shake. Like, she's portraying another person's, someone who was actually there, portraying their feelings on the subject matter. Um... So it's just kind of odd to me that we immediately lash out on artists who are trying to, like, show things that they f- find bad in the world or find need attention in the world. Well, let's let's talk about, like, it got a lot of flack from people who were actually in Ward, Ward 7, right? Like, uh, like what's the, the example? Um, <laughs> somewhere here. Uh, oh, right. Former DC Mayor Vincent C. Gray. I will not dignify this inane composition with a response. And his campaign treasurer with PJ Harvey is to music what Piers Morgan is to cable news. Like, Ouch. damn. But, like, have you guys, like, okay. So this is probably my favorite verse from that song. It's, a. Uh, Here's the highway to death and destruction. South Capitol is its name. And the school just looks like a shithole. Does that look like a nice place? Here's the old mental institution next to the, or now the Homeland Security Base. And here's God's Deliverance Center, a deli called MLK. Like, man. Man. And it it ends with her repeating the line, they're going to put a Walmart here. Like, yeah. So I see why, like, if you are the former mayor, uh, you you kind of want to stand up for your city because it is not a kind portrayal of Washington, right? It's like, not a good, it's not a great image. No, no, it's harsh. Like, and the 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 name of the community of hope is just this like devastatingly ironic and cutting uh, moniker for what it is. So. It's a, yeah, no, I see why it got the response that it did. I think it's a yeah. really good track, but man, it, it, it feels, it must feel weird, right? It must feel weird 
feeling like this is your city and this lady from England just came in and holy shit. Pointed out only the bad parts. Yeah. And I get and I get both sides of it. Um it's like a big deal um on both sides. But so how do you feel in general about artists um like Bono? Bono is a perfect example. Like he's one people talk about so fucking much. And people are so tired of hearing him talk about AIDS in Africa and all that. Like it's, it's a fake thing. So I I'm kind of with you, right? I'm like of I'm of two minds. Um on one hand, these are people that literally have a platform and literally have the ear of so many people, right? And I think that's super powerful. Um, I think that, that like, you can do a lot with that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy to think that you can't. And it's crazy to think that what you say isn't heard. Or yep. doesn't make a difference. Now, the problem with that is, like, it really depends who you are and what you're saying. Um, because that can do a whole lot of good or it can do a whole lot of harm. So the fear is that you'll have someone who doesn't know the whole story of something or doesn't know the whole picture and, like, changes hearts and minds without knowing what they do. Yeah. But I don't think that's really an avoidable thing, right? Like, I don't think that's something that... that I think that's something that's going to happen. So... Um, it depends, right? It really depends. I, I think it's a very scary thing that can be used for a lot of good. I guess. That's reason. Camden. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. I don't like have any sort of issue with uh, music that um, you know takes sort of political stance or like acts as a form of activism for some cause, but uh, it. Yeah, for me, it um, the only time it bothers me, like, it, it is, like, if, if there's an example of someone using it and sort of, like, uh, spreading ideas that aren't really well-formed and sort mm. of uh, not really showing a full understanding of what's going on, then that can be an issue for sure. And for me, when it's, like, overbearing in, like, a musical project and it's just, like, really heavy-handed just gets hard that, to listen to that can just i'm just right. like okay whatever yeah when it's yeah i don't i don't just, like it when it's like super obvious you know it's mm -hmm. it's tedious and infuriating You're like well if it's going to be like this then why don't i just read an article instead of right instead like of teach about, me something know? right yeah. like teach me something if that's what we're going to do like it yeah we've we've talked a lot about good kid mad city i've mentioned already on this podcast that is an album that taught me something right yeah um, yeah. and that was an album with a lot to say, mm -hmm. but it said it in a really artful, considered way. Yeah. That, and it like, doesn't just go and say like, things are shitty for black kids living in the inner city. You know? No. Yeah. Instead it, it just like tells a story about that and then you yeah. like, draw your own conclusions from it. Yeah. 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 That's <laughs> absolutely. absolutely the yeah. way to do that. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing. Like. And I feel a little bad being like, it depends what you say, because like, clearly what I'm actually saying is, if you say things that I agree with, that's okay, and if you say things that <laughs> yeah, are, if you say things that are like, if you don't clearly, agree, you're the worst. Yeah, what the fuck are you doing? You're like, Garvey. molding molding the minds of thousands of teens to believe that this is okay, or whatever. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm actually saying. So yeah. like, and I know that's my bias, or whatever, but, yeah, it's... Yeah. 
it is a really interesting position of power because you can be a pop star and be really smart about how you get yourself over and and how people know you and believe some really fucked up shit. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's all, so, yeah, that's basically, I think um, that was when I was looking at the album and sort of considering what it was and how people were talking about it. I was really curious on what you guys felt about politically yeah. driven albums and how they're put out. And I totally agree. I I really support an artist if they have that. I want to not support them if they have garbage opinions and I think they're stupid. Um, but that would be unreasonable and unfair of me. Same um, there. Because I, I know if I were in that position of power and I had opinion or knowledge that I wanted to spread, that's what I would do. And you felt it was so, really important. Right? Yeah, you'll know about totally. This. Um, and, yeah. But, yeah, and you guys have heard me talk. I'm sure I would say fucking stupid stuff, and I would say stuff backwards, so it would <laughs> definitely make everyone not want to listen to what I'm saying. So, <laughs> I won't do that ever. <laughs> Let's not um, get famous, guys. Yeah. yeah, it's not worth it. Fuck I don't want to deal with that shit at all. Um, yeah, all around, I thought it was an okay album. Um, it didn't feel finished to me. I thought there was some really solid points. She's an excellent artist, and this is not her better project. But I respect her um, sharing her voice and opinions. Um, I think it could have been de- be- done better. Um, it's a. Did you did you look at the sales figure for, for this album? I didn't actually. How did it do? Kind of interesting. So on the UK album charts, it sold. Uh, about 11,500 copies its first week and it became her first number one album in the UK and then in its second week it sold 3,300 copies fell 22 places and it was the second largest drop in chart history for number one album that's what I would expect they bought it out of habit because people love PJ Harvey and then they were like oh whoa the (laughs) the only album that has had a bigger drop than that one on the UK charts is Christina Aguilera, uh, Bionic in 2010, <laughs> fell 28 places. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. Damn, Christina. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's hilarious. So, oh, all right. It's I... it's an interesting album. I, I'm kind of with you. I liked it. You know, I had a good time mm-hmm. listening to it. There were parts of it that, um, that really worked well for me. Uh, it... I guess it was kind of, I don't know, this is going to be stupid, right? But like when you're talking about heavy subjects, you expect music to accompany that. And it felt a little thin for the content it had. Yeah. Like musically, it felt a little thin for the message it was trying to send. Yeah, and yeah there weren't there weren't too many points where yeah, no. it came up to par musically. Like some parts it did. Like I thought the instrumentation on Ministry of Defense was great. It was like mm-hmm. heavy and like pummeling, and then there was like that really uh, scrunky sex solo. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to I had to use it. Um, yeah, yeah. No, like, anytime love, the saxophone came out, I was generally happy. Yeah, with no, it. I love But that. a lot of a lot of the album, I just kind of like pictured her just standing there strumming and sort of singing. It was mm-hmm. not very exciting. Mm-hmm. It wasn't particularly driven. Guys. This was supposed to be the week we tried out our new music syncing uh, functionality, but I think I downloaded the album. I forgot about it. A little late for that, I guess. I think that's going to have to be next week. Um, All right. Uh, Do we have any final thoughts? 
on the Hope Six Demolition Project? Uh, uh, listen to our older stuff first. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. I was glad this gave me an opportunity to finally go listen to uh, PJ Harvey's considered classic albums because yeah, those are great. Uh, Rid of Me, I loved. I love Dry and Rid of Me um, mm-hmm. a lot. They're both really excellent. Uh, I liked Letting England Shake a lot too. Um, but yeah, I've so I was glad. It, but... I'm glad it finally came around to me listening to those. Like, yeah. Especially with some of them, like, listening to Rid of Me, I'm like, I knew it was going to be one of those ones when I listened to it, I was like, god damn it, why didn't I? <laughs> and it to- totally was. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, this album in particular, I thought it was, I thought it was decent. I found my, yeah, I found myself liking some of the tracks a lot, and most of them I was just kind of like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It, was, yeah. it was an album I didn't always feel, like, super compelled to, like, go back to. Yeah, like oh, every time I felt like every time I was listening to it, again, I was kind of making mistakes. It's yeah, okay. Like a bad, kept, it's okay. It's not good. I yeah. kept thinking I would go back and listen to this again, and I kept being like, "Okay, I'll do it this day." And then I'd get there, and then I'd put on something else. Yeah, um, yeah. I did the same thing. Yeah. So, all right, uh, guys, I want to touch on two news stories that I pulled. <laughs> I did. I found two that I want to talk about. Uh, one of these is from the very end of June, but I just want to say ages ago. We have a report saying that Apple is considering buying title music to the surprise oh. of no one. But, <laughs> but we we've been talking about this shit since title launched, and I want to just line. Yep, we've been on it. So <laughs> check it, motherfuckers. We know what's up. Um, and then this other story I want to talk about because I thought it was really funny. Oh, good. So guys hear about, uh, you remember when Kanye called Taylor Swift a bitch in Famous, right? Yeah. No. You, well, he you said he, he Ted? said he made he said he made that bitch famous. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, that makes more sense. Yep. So so you remember how immediately afterwards everyone got super enraged about calling Taylor a bitch, and her yeah. entire legion of fans said that Kanye was the worst human ever. Yeah. So did you guys hear about it earlier this week when? Kim Kardashian was like, no, fuck this shit, and released a video of their phone call where Kanye showed her the lyrics, and she was like, yeah, okay, that sounds good. No one's going to take that seriously. (laughs) So, (laughs) as it turns out, here's this video of Kanye being this really sweet, considerate dude. And then Taylor totally turning on, like, her, her statement and claiming it never happened. And I thought I, I thought that was really amusing. Um, so yeah, there's now a video out released by uh, Kim Kardashian of the phone call where Kanye shared those lyrics with Taylor, and she was like, "Yeah, who would take that seriously? That's fine." Um, she immediately said that what Kim was doing was character assassination, and got super pissed. Uh, and also. Depending on where Kanye was when that phone call was made, um, he may be facing up to a year in jail. 
because there are 11 states in which it is not legal to record someone without their explicit consent, and California is one of them. I didn't know California was one of those. That's good to know. sure is. Two-party consent in California. Uh, So, yeah, I I wanted to bring that back around because I thought that was... That'll go on my list for dumbest music events of 2016. I I didn't know that was still going on. Yeah, I had forgotten about that. Yeah. As it as it turns out, uh, there's this thing called a persona that people put on when they're really big artists, and Kanye's very, very good at his. Uh, anyway, yeah. I wanted to bring that back around, um, but those are the only two stories I wanted to mention because I thought one was interesting and the other was amusing. Uh, what else have we got? We have a Facebook. Uh, yeah. Facebook.com slash the sounding board. Uh, we have Twitter at not always music. We have an email address at soundingboardpodcast at gmail.com. No ad at the front of that. I just said at. Um, we have our own Twitters that don't get used as much as they should. Uh, we're going to be going back and, and kind of pruning the old sounding board blogs a little bit because um, we're kind of treating this as a bit of a relaunch since we've had such a long break and some time to work on what we wanted to work on. Next week, uh, we are going to be back with the Big Boy Fantagrams collaboration album, Hot Collabo, Big Grams. That's an EP. Yeah, our first ever EP on the podcast. E-Pre. Formula (laughs) E-Pre. They go 200 laps. Um, Yeah, I think... uh, (laughs) I think that's that's most of what I got, unless you guys have thought of something that I'm leaving out. It's going to be the second appearance nope. of Big Boygas on our podcast. Yeah, yeah Big Boygas Big coming, coming back, back around. I think he's the first for the second. He's It'll the be first, great. Uh, yeah. He's the first think, second timer. Do you think Lil Boygas will be there? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if he's on. I don't know if Lil Boygas shows up on that album. I haven't heard Lil Boygas yet, but I'm only Lil, a little ways Well, Lil Boygas so. must be like... Oh, he'd be, not he'd be like anymore. medium boy goes now. He's like junior like, boy goes. He's like 17 or something. <laughs> yeah. It Old never. Boy goes. I, <laughs> yeah. I looked up, I looked up, uh, the petition recently where they were trying to get, uh, Big Boy and Andre added to Stone Mountain in Atlanta. Yeah. You, What's you, Stone Mountain again? Stone Mountain is basically the Confederate Mount Rushmore. Oh, nice. It shows a bunch of the Confederate, uh, generals. Riding horses. Um, did you not hear about this? No. All right, hold on. I need I need to read this to you. This petition. <laughs> we already this talked all... about this on one of the episodes. We did, but this is for Ted. <laughs> um, this is a a petition on MoveOn.org. Uh, Georgia, add Outcast to Stone Mountain. And here is the uh, petition background section. I believe it is important to recognize the history and heritage of all Georgians. However, the carving of Davis, Lee, and Jackson on the side of Stone Mountain only represents a small, regrettable time in the history of the Peach State. It's high time we added a bit more of our history and culture to this monument. By no means do we wish to erase or destroy the current carving, which, regardless of its context, is an impressive work and historic, uh, impressive and historic work of art. We simply add, wish to add new carvings of Atlanta duo Outcast to the mountainside. There's plenty of room. 
I believe that Daddy Fat Sacks and Three Stacks should be carved riding in a Cadillac, as is their want. This will help the new carving blend nicely with the Confederates who are on horseback. All right. Yep, love it. Love it. That's excellent. It only got 13,000 signatures, so very sad. But uh, I wish. All right, I think that's everything, gentlemen, ladies, mostly gentlemen. This has been The Sounding Board, (laughs) your weekly podcast that is sometimes about music. This, do, you, do you guys want to play me out? Oh, yeah. What album did we listen to? We listened uh, to the Hope Six <laughs> Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> I had to think about that for a second. <laughs> uh, you forgot what album you picked. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> I was like, it was Pajamas Harvey, I know that much. Which Personal Jesus it? Harvey. <laughs> I, I, was, I, I planned to say, like, Pajama Jams Harvey a couple <laughs> times, but I kept jams. forgetting. I kept fucking up and not saying it. I'm really bitter. You want to do a beep bloop track, Ted? For she didn't have much out? bleep bloop in there. No, you want to do one to play it out? Oh, you want to do one in the style of PJ Harvey? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, how this works. Not... Well, we're going to get our pajama jam on. Yeah, I'll, do right. the scron- I'll do the scronk sax. Scronking? You're going to scronk? Uh, I'm going to scronk. really boring guitar shooting. No one is going to have any idea what the sound sounded like. <laughs> Wait in the water. Alright, right, right, you're done, you're done, you're done, you're done, you're done. <laughs> Goodbye, folks. See you next week. Bye. Bye.